Peoria County wants to make it easier to visit and to work at the health department with the new Health and Human Services campus. That's just one of the things you need to know to start your day for Wednesday, May 3rd. I'm Colin Shope, and this is WCBU's On Deck. Support for WCBU's On Deck comes from Palomar Wealth, providing financial planning and advice for Central Illinois. Introducing Navigating Your Financial Journey, a podcast exploring the concepts of financial wellness with the Palomar Wealth team. Now available on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. More information at palomarwealth.com. First on deck today, the Bissell Pet Foundation Empty the Shelters event means that through May 13th, you can adopt a pet from Peoria County Animal Protection Services for $50 or less. I spoke with PCAP's director, Becky Spencer, to learn more. The Bissell Pet Foundation started Empty the Shelters in 2016 and claims to have enabled more than 140,000 adoptions through the program across 49 states and Canada. Spencer says the quarterly event comes at a critical time for shelters. Shelters across the country are seeing an increase in the number of pets coming in, especially after uh, COVID in, in 2020 when the numbers were down. Uh, and the numbers just keep going up since then and haven't stopped. And so um, intake is as, as high as it's ever been, um, if not higher. Adoptions at PCAPs usually range from $75 to $200, while adoptions that are normally under 50, like senior dogs and cats, will have their fees waived completely. The Bissell Pet Foundation reimburses some of that cost to local shelters. Spencer says it's a good opportunity to show off their adult cats in particular ahead of a summer surge in kitten births. It certainly fills up our kennels, um, but also then takes away, I would say, from some of the opportunities for adult cats to get adopted. Uh, So we're excited before the explosion of kittens happens um, that some of our adult cats will really get highlighted during this time and, and we hope we'll find new homes. Spencer says that all you need to adopt is a photo ID and some time to find a good match. Here are some other stories that we are following in the WCBU newsroom. Authorities have identified four of the six victims killed in Monday's massive pileup along I-55 south of Springfield. And Peoria Community Development Director Joe Doolin says the ideal option for the former Harrison School site would be something that helps reverse population decline on the south side. You can find more of these stories and all the details at WCBU.org. The Peoria County Board last month finalized the funding plan for the new $22.3 million Health and Human Services campus. But what exactly is this new facility, and why is it needed? WCBU's Tim Shelley sat down with Peoria City County Health Department Administrator Monica Hendrickson and Peoria County Board Member Rob Renault to ask. Um, so, rightfully so, this project has been, in some form or fashion, talked about for a couple of years, almost a decade actually, uh, some of my predecessors tried to tackle it as well. And it's largely because we have aging infrastructure, not only at the health department location, but at the Gift Avenue where the coroner is located. So, um, you know, by the American recovery dollars that we have, our ARPA dollars, uh, the county board recognized the need to address both issues um, and coming together as building a health and human service campus. So it will house primarily the health department fully, as well as the county coroner, um, who is in an old JDC building, actually, and then the superintendent um, of Peoria County Regional Office of Education, uh, Beth Kreider, and her offices are actually spread out through the county. So the goal is to consolidate um, some of her services into one location. 
So when we say that the uh, the current health department building and the current coroner's office are really outdated, not sufficient for current needs, do you have any illustrative examples? Well, I can start with um, the coroner's facility, which used to be the previous uh, juvenile detention center. So by default, they're not in offices, they're in cell blocks. And um, the age of the infrastructure and how it was, it was pretty much fit into a building that it was not meant to be. So basic things such as privacy and security are not really existent in the coroner's office. Not to mention the infrastructure such as like the roof and pipes and so forth are um, deteriorating rapidly. Not because our county facility system is not trying to maintain it, but you're maintaining infrastructure that was originally built in the 1930s and 50s. Likewise, the health department, if you were to just quickly drive by the health department, you think you're seeing two buildings, but in reality, it's actually multiple buildings over time that have been piecemealed together. Um, and again, you have buildings that were previously, you know, originally built in the 1930s and 1950s, just added on, and services have changed. How we provide not only public health services, but even general health care is a lot different than it was in the 50s. And so again, um, a great example of the health department is not only aging roof and what have you, but um, we have seven different intake areas. So for a person to use our services and be able to see multiple service points, they have to check in and check out at seven different locations, not because we want them to, but because that's how it's built and structured. And I think the health department building, or at least part of it, was originally at TB Sanitarium? That is correct. Um, it wasn't the sanitarium, but it was the lung American Lung Center or offices. And so that was the original building in 1930s. Mm-hmm. And then the city put in the city health department there in the 50s. And then the county added their offices at the same site. So tell me a little bit about the, the layout of the new building, because I understand there was at one point a, a two-building concept, and that was redrawn into a one-building concept. So when I walk in the front door, how am I going to know where to go? When you walk in the front door, it, you'll be going into the, the health department. Area. Okay. The coroner's office is, is towards the back. It'll be a completely separate entrance, and it'll be well-defined visually so that people know where they're going and they won't accidentally walk into the coroner's office. So tell me a little bit about, uh, in terms of the facilities, uh, when you're designing this, I mean, what are the health department's current needs? What are some of the coroner's current needs? How are you designing for those things? Well, for the coroner's office, I'll, I'll speak to that since Monica is the expert on the health department <laughs> piece of it. Uh, the coroner's office, like we had said, that the current building they're in is very insufficient to the especially current needs that we have. Uh, we currently only have one morgue station where now we'll be able to have two autopsy stations where one disease could be prepped while another one is being worked on. It'd just be more efficient. That was Monica Hendrickson and Rob Renault speaking with Tim Shelley about Peoria County's new Health and Human Services campus. You can find more about the new building at wcbu.org. Now, before we let you go, a chance to take in some baseball today. The Peoria Chiefs face off against the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. The game starts at 11.05 a.m. at Dozer Park. And that's it for today. The show was produced by Holden Kellogg. You can subscribe to WCBU's On Deck podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or the NPR app.